Hi, this is Sam, and this is Must Love Food. Thanks for joining me today. Guess what? I've got a full house again, and I've got John, Maddie, Robin, and we're going to talk to you about one of summer's favorite, and that is corn. We're in Iowa, so you look around and you see corn every which way <laughs> um, around, um, though most of this corn is not for the eating. It is used for feed and for uh, gas, I guess, and for uh, oils and things like that. Corn syrup, that kind of thing. Yes, thank you. Uh, there are small um, farms that do the sweet corn that we all love. And I, as many of you know, um, grew up in New Jersey. And that is a uh, sweet corn loving producing state. Um, uh, in my opinion, there's nothing like Jersey sweet corn. Um, we could debate that all day long, but we won't. We're just going to talk about our love of corn and some of our favorite corn recipes on our site. And we're going to give kind of a special nod to our Faster With Fewer that Robin penned. Um, and that is the corn Faster With Fewer. There's um, a sweet corn bruschetta with strawberries and tomatoes. Need I say more? corn and zucchini pasta with basil, a grilled Mexican corn dip, oh my, and a warm corn chowder salad. So Robin had the idea of taking kind of chowder components and then turning it into a salad. So we'll talk about that, but um, maybe just talk corn for a minute. I know, um, Robin, you uh, worked as a detesseler, isn't that right? One, One summer. <laughs> one summer and I'm not yes that was it one summer only <laughs> one summer and that was enough that's that's hard work I heard it very <laughs> tell you, you want to tell yeah. people what I that is quit. that's where you pick the tassel there's tassels on the top of the corn and hmm. you pull it off so it can pollinate so you know you have to pull it out so it can pollinate the male and the female and it can pollinate and do its thing and um, yeah, so you meet early in the morning and you get on a school bus, an old bus, and you ride out to these farms and uh, and you detassel the corn and it's, it's muddy and it's humid and it's hot. And um, yeah, it's not a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, um, but you know what? It's good, honest work and uh, it paid well. And um, so it was a good way to get money. And at the end of that um, experience, my mom and I went uh, to Omaha and went school shopping. And it was the summer before I started high school. So that was my goal. I wanted to get um, a nice wardrobe, if you will. So that was my Aww. incentive for doing that. <laughs> but it was, you know, it's not an easy job. And uh, so kudos for those that, that do it. Um, but yes, that's and that's called that's detasseling <clears throat> in Iowa, and, and it made you uh, decide that you would rather uh, cook and eat corn as opposed to detassel corn in you your got future that right. endeavors. You got that right. That is not an easy job. And then I would, when I got done, then I still had another job. So when I would get off the bus, I had to go home and clean up so I could go to my other job. Uh, so yes, it was it was a, quite a summer adventure. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, I would much rather cook with corn than be out in the field and, and detassel the corn. Um, but there you have it. I must say it's it my understanding it's it's a true rite of passage in, in Iowa to you know say that you you know you are so Iowa if you've detasseled corn. So <laughs> I guess that's probably right. So and you know I'm I, a suburban kid from Minnesota, so I missed I, out on I, that. 
I tip my hat to those who have done it for more than one season, but I, I did stick it out. Um, boy, I didn't want to, I wanted to quit awful bad, but you know what? Um, no, I didn't. I stuck it out and, and, and did it. And, um, so I can say I've done that. So I've done a few Hats off to you. Backbreaking work. (laughs) I'm really good about picking out corn at the farm stand. I I can do that really well. (laughs) So that's good. That's good. That's important. That's important. So, but I I love corn. I love sweet corn. Yeah, I never detasseled, but I remember walking the fields at my uncle's and picking up corn that didn't quite make it into the combine. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Wow. And then what would you do with that corn? I can't remember if we just, if we kept it or what we did with it, actually. Maybe, maybe you fed it, you know, they're still, still fed it to the animals only on the cob. I don't know. I did grow and feed corn. Sweet corn. Sweet corn. Ah, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. I think he does does both. I think he does sweet and field corn and soybeans. I don't know if I've ever told you this. (laughs) Um, It was probably... It must have been high school era. Um, my friend, uh, my next door neighbor, she was a couple of years ahead of me, and uh, they had moved from Brooklyn. Her dad was a FDNY, and then ended up working for um, Saturday Night Live. And um, they moved next door. They always had a house in the country, up in the Poconos, and they would go up there for the summers and whatnot. And she and I went up for a short little stint, and she had a old VW Bug. And we're riding down the country roads and we're, there's cornfields on either side. And she stops the, the car and she has me run out for whatever reason. And I did it. I was a couple years younger and I did it. Grabbed some corn, <laughs> her, her uh, goading, grabbed it. And we were both like taking bites out of it. It was feed corn. It was so bad. It was well, just, it's not that you can't eat it. You right. can eat feed It's just corn. very starchy and... Right. No and if it's, if it's young enough, well, if it's young enough, you you know, it's, it's, it's edible. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's not like you, it's not going to hurt you. It's not. <laughs> no. Yeah. It wasn't what I was used to. Let's put it this yeah, way. It was not Jersey good. sweet corn. Right. <laughs> yeah. You were, you've been normed to loving sweet, sweet corn. So. Yes. Um, but. I have one question. So, and I'm going to give my answer. How do you guys like to cook just corn on the cob? For me, it's funny because my mom had done it a whole bunch of ways and um, and she eventually netted out on just steaming it. She would put just a little bit of water into a pot <clears throat> and and then throw a bunch of corn in and she would cook it for maybe a few minutes just to kind of get it warmed through and just sort of so it wasn't quite as... Um, um, tough. I don't want to say tough, but it just, so it was a little, little more tender. Um, and that's the way I love to cook corn. I just, I don't boil it. I don't cook it too much. And if I had my druthers, I would just eat it plain like that. No butter, no salt even. Um, but I'm curious how you guys like to cook your corn and how you eat your corn. What's your favorite? I I mean, I've done it all different ways. And actually, we just had corn last night on the cob. And Shane was saying, well, how should we do it? And um, we boiled it last night. But I also like it grilled. Um, Mm -hmm. Growing up, my mom would always wrap it in plastic wrap and microwave it for a little bit even to kind of steam it. Um, 
And my uncle Dave, he showed us by just putting the whole corn in the like husk and all into the oven and baking it for like so so long and at certain temp. Um, and then when you take it out, it just peels right off, and that's good too. So I I like it anyways. <laughs> So yeah. you said you boiled it. So then you do a, like a pot of water and then put yep. the, okay. Put it in so they're for dancing like around four minutes until it's kind of golden yellow and, you know, looking good. And uh-huh. so. It loses the raw color. I, yes. Yeah. yeah. Just brightens I it up. Too. I, I, I like to do it that way because then I can do whatever else I want to do, you know, for the meal. And then I don't have to think about it. I just put that water on to boil and then it's just like, put it in there for a few minutes and it's ready to go. But one time my, my daughter called me and she's, we were talking about it and she's like, yeah, my sweet corn, I, something about how long do you cook it for? I'm like, oh, just a few minutes. I said, why? And she's like, well, I cooked it for 30 minutes. I said, you boiled that corn for 30 minutes. <laughs> some corn broth. <laughs> and she, she's like, well, don't laugh at me. I said, <laughs> okay, but whose child are you? <laughs> Did you never pay attention? <laughs> but anyway, I love her anyway. But she doesn't cook corn for 30 minutes anymore. I, I will give her that. But so anyway, if you're going to boil your corn, don't boil it for 30 minutes on the stove, please. Keep an eye on the color. It's an easy yeah. way yeah. to like. Yeah. It just loses that. It loses the raw color. You're right. And, mm-hmm. and it turns that nice goldy color. You're right. I don't know what the rationale was. And um, my mom would boil the corn, which is fine. You know, we it was always, you know, part of this whole ritual to go out on the porch and shuck the corn and she would uh, boil it then. But she always added milk, and I, I can't quite know, remember what the rationale was, if it sweetened the corn or if it was, I, I don't know what, but it just seemed like an expensive <laughs> waste of uh, milk. But <clears throat> the deal is, is that she grew up on a farm in South Dakota. I'm sure that's how she learned to do it. And my uh, earliest memories of encountering corn was, you know, right out of the field and on the family uh, reunion buffet table and I was so finicky and I I may have told you all this before I'm, I I was so finicky that I would slather the corn cobs in butter and then just lick off the corn because I didn't eat that vegetable stuff you know <laughs> <laughs> it's all about oh. salt and butter for me so okay salt and butter <clears throat> what about you Maddie I I like it plain or with a little butter and you, oh, Robin? I'm salt and butter. <laughs> you know, butter is always makes everything better. I uh, we generally grill ours now all the time, so we have that caramely, uh, stick to your teeth kind of corn. And I've I've really become fond of uh, squeezing a little lime juice on my corn now. Oh, as well. sure. There you so, go. When the girls are eating it, or anything, I should say, they don't want any black marks or anything like even their hot dogs they don't want you know anything mm-hmm. to look like it's like flavored so they that is why we opted for boiling versus grilling there you <laughs> and go. they both ate it so <laughs> whatever works in your family right <laughs> exactly they had fun shucking it and then they were fighting over who got to do more than the other and came to yeah. find out dad did two and they each did one so <laughs> well, never they know did what's gonna happen oh 
hey, listen, I'm like, if you want to go shuck the corn, have at it. <laughs> you Meanwhile, Max is there trying to get the tassels and eat them and whatever. Mm-hmm. So it was an adventure. <laughs> Not my favorite job. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, well, so does anybody have a favorite corn recipe? I mean, really, like I said, I really do love <clears throat> just um, corn on its own. Um and just cooked very briefly. And, and I think at one point, I don't think my mom did it later in life, but I think for kind of like your mom, John, for whatever reason, I think she might've put a little sugar in the water, like a teaspoon of sugar, but I did a corn chowder that I really do like that I did. And I made like a corn milk. I think I cut the kernels off of the cob, then cook the cobs in some stock or made my own stock kind of thing and built it from there. Um, and it was just a lovely chowder. My favorite really is corn chowder with some lobster in it. Really? Mm. (laughs) That is a really nice combo together. I don't know if we have one on our website, but you could take a corn chowder and just poach a little, um, lobster meat in it or cook some lobster and then serve it together. It would be quite delicious. Or you could just have some corn with lobster that works too. Um, that's, that's one of, um, kind of my faves and, um, the corn and zucchini pasta with basil is right up my alley. It reminds me of another dish that was developed years ago that had, I think some zucchini in it, which yours does too. Um, and maybe some bacon. Um, but I love that combo. That's, that's a really nice summery, fresh, uh, combo. Yeah, for it's me. a good, yeah. Yep. Can't go wrong there. I think I, a few, gosh, I can't remember when we do recipes anymore, so I'm sorry, but I know it's on the website. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The Mexican street corn soup. I think it was a faster with fewer recipe. Uh Um, Definitely not really, you know, probably not what you want to eat now, but save that corn and maybe, you know, make it later on when it gets a little cooler. But that one, I I really liked. It had a little heat. It was creamy and like all corn flavor. So that was, I liked that one. Which, sorry, that was one of the things when John said he likes to squeeze a lime on his corn, it made me think exactly. of sort of like, yeah, kind of Mexican. Yeah. If you track my recipes over the years, you'll probably find that I, I have a strong uh, tendency to develop recipes that are scallop corn, corn pudding. Yes. <laughs> yes. All good. Yes. All good. Corn casserole. Yes. <laughs> Creamy. I, I, I don't. I, I really got to move away from that one of these years. So. <laughs> I know we all I have know. our signatures. We we oh, know God. amongst ourselves. We know the signature kind of go to for each of us, and and that's okay. It's just your your kind of personal preference. It reminds me, I forgot all about this until you just said cream style corn or whatever. You mentioned it. My father and I've done this in your, you know, it's like milk toast, but this is just pouring a can of cream style corn over white bread. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's really? like that familial comfort food, some sort of oh. reminiscence of childhood and fatherhood and my and whatnot. So cream style funny. corn. I forgot like, all about it. Canned cream yeah. corn. We used to eat that as I I, it was like a it brings me like a happy place because I loved it yeah. so much. My dad picked it up in the Navy or what? I don't know. What. Sure. That sounds about right. 
but I feel like I might have developed a cream style corn recipe. Mm -hmm. um, I will look while you guys, Maddie, you, it looks like you have probably. Well, I just remember my mom and maybe it was my aunt Joni. I care who, who brought it the first time, but it was like <laughs> taking the package of like Velveeta shells and cheese. And then mixing in a can of cream corn, like, into it. So. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, it was that. good. Probably not good for you, but. <clears throat> well, and then I think one issue we were, I think it was a 4th of July spread. We were working on some different sides. And one was kind of like a fire, like, it was like a corn on the cob. And I think it was a pimento cheese spread. So oh, it was, was kind of something oh, yeah. different to um, put onto the corn. Yeah, I remember sharing yes. that. Yes, that was good. Oh, I'm just, I'm looking, I'm going down in our website right now, and I just, mm -hmm. what did I just come across? Oh, corn mock shoe. I yeah. know, John, yeah, you've done mock shoe. I've, I've done some mock shoe. Um, there's the corn and berry upside down cake that MJ developed. I love, 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 love that one. Um, oh, this one looks good. Sweet corn and pancetta salad with steelhead trout. Oh, that was me. Yeah, That's right. Oh, that's right. Yum. We have some sweet stuff. There's the sweet corn cupcakes with corn cream. We do have some desserts. I was uh, just going to mention desserts. those. We used to sponsor a corn contest at the Iowa State Fair. And so uh, there were many, and one year we published uh, some of the recipes. And one of them was, I believe, that, um, that cupcake. Isn't that right? Anybody remember I that? I yeah, believe I was it was. To remember the yes. And I, and then there's an ice cream, sweet corn ice cream, which I also believe we might have developed our own as well. But mm -hmm. um, there was the oh. whoopie pies. Yes. Oh, there's the corn boudini with fresh basil. That was good. That's good. And there's a grilled corn salad. I think I did that one. Pickle corn relish. Maddie, you did that yeah. with peaches and red onion. Oh my God. There's the whoopie pies. Oh, so many good oh, yeah. corn recipes so many, here. Yeah. Well, if we're going to talk oh. about tips real quick, you know, of course, one of the most popular ones to cut that, uh, your corn off the cob is to use a bunt pan yep. and uh, set that corn in the middle of the, of the hole of the bunt pan. I was and, just and looking slice at Slice down <laughs> it, and then the corn will fall into the pan yep. and not all over the table. And that's been a real popular one. You know, I've had I, somebody ask me, well, how do you get that corn off the cob? And practice you know to get it <laughs> it, it really is it there's is not a, yeah. there's not a, mm -hmm. a a tip to cut in the corn off the cob just basically it's just practice to get that knife to slide down there uh and and get it cut off mm -hmm. um, it's not it's not hard it just takes a little bit of you know at least a little bit of time to mm -hmm. to get it right but it's not hard to do by any means my uh, Facebook feed over the weekend had, I don't know, my friends have made this discovery or maybe, and it was news to me, but I don't eat this. I don't have many occasions to cook a lot of corn in one huge sitting. But the thing is, they're calling it uh, cooler corn. And you put your shucked corn in uh, an ice cooler and then you pour boiling water over it and let it, let it uh, ah. cook just like that. It's the big seems like it's a yes. TikTok tip that's going oh, on. Oh, so right basically yeah, you I'm... go to the beach and the idea, go to a beach park, wherever it may be, or yeah. a family reunion, and you've got a big cooler and you put, okay. 
That's a nice little tip. Yeah, I thought it was pretty clever. But you have to have a source to boil your water. <clears throat> or yeah. even if you have a lot Or you do it and bring water. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's just it. It's do it at home. We'll re we'll retain the heat. So. Right. I mean, it, I'm just thinking that if you boil your water at noon and you're eating at five, right? Um, but <laughs> what? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'd say that's reality. <laughs> I mean, maybe it have some heat left over. Exactly. It's all good. It's all good. It's a great tip. It really is. <laughs> no, exactly. I don't know. Um, Robin, did you say your favorite recipes? I really just enjoy corn on the cob. I'm with you. I love, yeah. you know, all the ones that you listed are great. I think I tend to like the savory more than the sweet um, when it comes to sweet corn, but just when it's right fresh from the, you know, from the corn patch and you go home and you cook it is just, that's just my bestest favorite. <laughs> um, do you want to uh, walk in recipes? Yes. Recipes. Yes. From there. Do you want to walk through the recipes that you did for faster with fewer at all? Sure, we can we can talk about those real quick. Let's talk about that bruschetta because I love strawberries and tomatoes together. And then adding mm -hmm. that sweet corn in there, mm, that was a hit for me. I did enjoy that one. Um, and a little bit of uh, white balsamic vinegar to just give it a little bit of a twist, but not, you know, a little uh -huh. bit. Um, but, you know, that's not very um, acidic, just a little bit. And cream cheese base, because who doesn't love cream cheese? Or maybe it's just me. Um, but it has a little bit of garlic and, and pepper flakes in there, heated up a little bit. Anyway, I enjoyed that combination. Um, those pieces can all be done uh, separate. You know, you can do it ahead of time. You can toast that bread, make the base, um, make the, the topping, and then put it together last minute so you don't, you know, so nothing gets soggy or anything like that. So I kind of like, I liked that aspect of that recipe, too. Um, and we did talk about the corn and zucchini pasta with the basil. It's just light, fresh, and easy. You know, it doesn't take much to put that one together. Um, I liked the little spirally pastas in that one. I think it's a fun pasta to use, but of course you can use whatever pasta you want. Mm -hmm. um, and zucchini, boy, there again, if you have that fresh from the garden, oh, weren't you a lucky girl or boy? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and, and again, the basil, if you can just go grab that from outside too. It's a nice, easy, use what you've got. If you've got those mm -hmm. things growing in your garden, you are, you're a lucky, you're a lucky you're person. Um, but easy peasy to put together. And I like the Parmi Parmigiano. Uh, Parmigiano-Reggiano? Yes, ma'am. I kind of got all twisted <laughs> up on that one. Um, the good stuff. this recipe, you know, and I like it better than just Parmigiano because it gives just a little bit more depth of flavor. There's not a lot of ingredients in this recipe, so, Use the mm -hmm. best. Use the mm -hmm. best that yeah. you got. Um, they, because they really come through when you don't have a lot of ingredients in a recipe. That's just exactly um, and my take on that just, one. And let's just. Well, I like the idea of uh, just tearing the basil. Um, I, I'm enjoying basil more and more, just as you know, big leaves and big chunks and mm -hmm. big bites. And uh, yeah, we tend to absolutely. use absolutely uh, whenever we and we don't often have. Uh, 
the right kind of lettuce for a BLT. So we'll just mm -hmm. run out there and, and get basil. So I was just going to say that, John. Oh, I, or sometimes you can get those extra big leaves too if they oh, they right. have those. And but yes, I like that as an alternate um, for a BLT. I'm with you. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, the nice thing about a, a pasta like this, you know, we talked about like bacon in there. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Bacon or, or pancetta or whatever. If you want to add something like that to it, throw some tomatoes in there. If you have tomatoes, mm -hmm. it's just a blank canvas. And two, like if you don't have basil, go for mint. They're in the same family. Um, mm -hmm. Or even maybe like if you like the um, kind of licorice flavor, tarragon would be another um, herb, I think, uh -huh. that... It would take it in a different direction, but um, sure it would. But or time, time always plays well yes. with everything. <laughs> He's a good player. Well, and so. I did want to kind of just stop on um, to emphasize your point. You were talking about Parmigiano Reggiano versus Parmesan, and so really um, think of it in terms of folks. Parmigiano Reggiano is the imported cheese from the source. It's from the um, where in Italy? I'm trying to think now. There is a town, Parma. That is what we're looking for. <laughs> it was produced in the areas of Bologna, Mantua, Modena, and Parma. So Modena is known and oh, popular nice. for um, balsamic oh, vinegar. Parma. Yes. And Parmesan. So I think it's the, I think it's the Emilio Romagna dis area. There we I think go. That's what it is? That's yeah. That's what I was thinking of. So. Thank you. Okay. The stuff that is made and imported, it has the designation from Italy, and it, it is the good stuff. The other stuff is not aged as, as long. It's um, it's just a less expensive um, alternative, and it just doesn't have the same kind of flavor uh, that you get when you buy Parmigiano-Reggiano. There is a price difference um, and whatnot, but... Um, and especially like this too, what you were saying, when there's few ingredients, it is nice to maybe to, to buy a block and grate it yourself as opposed there you to, go. yeah. Um, especially sure. if you're doing the Parmesan. Parmigiano-Reggiano, if you find it grated, typically is it at a better either cheese counter or, or shop that they have taken mm -hmm. the real stuff and just grated on its own with nothing else. But um, some of the packaged or commercial grated Parmesans have some kind of a, like a, a caking agent or something added to it. So that alters the flavor too. Just mm -hmm. kind of be mindful of that. You were saying something, Robin, I'm sorry. Well, you covered it there. Um, if, if you get a block of just Parm and grate it yourself too, boy, that's a, that's a good tip as well, as opposed to already grated or, or shredded in the package. So there, it makes a difference as well. Okay, so let's, oh. let's move to a different area of the country and or the world, and we've got Moving grilled on. Mexican corn dip. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, here, here we get. You know, we talked about the grilled corn. Uh huh. Um, I like this way to do. I liked it in this recipe. I just it just brings a different flavor in there. Um, you know, to grill it and cut it off the off the cob. Um, it's just your basic basic dip basically basic dip basically yeah whatever don't mind me um creamy <laughs> thank you creamy yo man i need it takes a village to get this out doesn't it okay so it's, it's corn and it's jalapenos and then it's got a, a mexican blend that shredded mexican blended cheese so it's i mean this is a simple one to put together sure. mayonnaise and sour cream some scallion lime juice um a little bit of chili powder and granulated garlic mix it together and you are good to go. Um, 
so the longest thing that takes, you know, is, is to grill the corn, the corn, um, which doesn't take that long, about 10 minutes, you know, and mm -hmm. so you're going to grill the corn and grill the jalapenos. So oh. we're going to get a little bit of flavor, nice. different flavor from those as well. Um, and take that off and uh, cut them up, dice that jalapeno and stir it all yeah. together, serve it with some tortilla chips and you are good to go. Um, well, you know, uh, we were talking earlier and I, like I said, I love steamed corn, just simple, simple, but there is, and y'all said it too. There is something to be said for grilled corn, just the char that that brings it. There's mm -hmm. just another element that is, is delicious. So both of those preparations, simple, but pure, pure goodness. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just nice and easy. I like nice and easy. So there you have that one. Um, and the last one in this little group is the warm corn chowder salad. And I really do enjoy corn chowder. Um, and I like it in the summer too. Um, but I thought it'd be fun to just take those ingredients and mix them up into a salad. Um, so it's not as creamy, obviously, because it's a salad, but you get those same flavors. You got the same flavor profile. So it's got the bacon and it has... Uh, potatoes in there and corn and bell pepper and onion and chives. Um, so all those same flavors that you'll find in a corn chowder, but in a salad. And so you can serve that warm. You don't have to serve it warm, but I like it that way. Um, leftovers are good too, so it doesn't have mm -hmm. to be warm. But mm -hmm. just a little riff on a corn, uh, corn chowder and uh, another way of looking at it. Yeah, and nice thing about this too, there is no... Um, like uh, dairy products. So it's a great um, addition if you're going to a, a potluck or any kind of, any kind right. of thing that is an easy yeah. take side. It has, a, it has an oil and vinegar um, mm -hmm. little dressing on there. So yeah. it's not heavy and it's not a heavy dressing. It's just lightly yep. dressed with an oil and vinegar, a little bit of touch of honey just for sweetness. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty simple to put, it's simple to put together and be done with. So there you go. Nicely done. So there's yeah, my take on corn. <laughs> it gives a great uh, profile to corn's versatility. I mean, just a really nice little article. So, but there there it. is no there is no corn pudding, John. Or <laughs> well, the, the grilled Mexican corn dip has all the components. Creamy, just, you okay. Know, <laughs> you just there need you to go. bake it, and, and it's there. We there. Go. And you could, you could <laughs> bake it. I thought of that. You, there's everything in there that could just go in the oven and you could serve mm -hmm. that straight from the oven. Just Absolutely. crumble some Ritz crackers over the top and then you're solid. <laughs> oh, Maddie, good choice. Good, good add on that one. I like Excellent. it. Excellent. Instead yeah, of the tortilla chips. <laughs> we, see, we get together and we could just really do a spread of every time. <laughs> um. I'm surprised nobody has brought up um, uh, liquor, corn mash, as their favorite way to consume corn. Guess well, it could be a, a runner-up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, is, are there any other tips? That's the kind of thing I was just kind of curious about. Like I said, we had a lot of tips on the website. I'm just kind of doing a quick gander here. Um, Robin, you mentioned the um, cutting. I had just seen that one when you mentioned it the cutting of the um cobs using a bump pan um 
Also, yeah. just, you know, getting the corn now and freezing it for the holidays. My aunt would always do that. And that was oh. one of my favorite dishes mm -hmm. come Thanksgiving mm -hmm. or Christmas is the, the corn. So um, always a good thing to remember. So how your do you freezer's yeah. your friend. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, here we go. How to pick the best sweet corn to buy. Key to picking out good corn isn't so much a matter of what it looks like, but rather how long it's been since the corn was harvested. Correct. Second, yep. those years are pulled off the stock, sugar in the corn begins to convert to starch. Once the sugar is gone, so is a lot of the flavor and delicate texture. Trick to delicious sweet corn is no secret. Use freshly harvested ears. The longer it sits on the shelf, the starchier and less sweet the kernels will taste. Look for silk that's pale in color, a little sticky and brown at the very tips. The tops of the ears should feel filled in with the kernels developed right to the ends. The cut should be fresh, moist, and free of spots. So that would be on the bottom part. Old cuts take on a rusty look and ripe kernels release a milky juice. An overripe ear is dry and tough. So um, we show a picture of somebody kind of putting their thumb on one of the kernels to kind of check for that. Moisture. Yes, exactly. I would say out of all of the things, that's one you really want to know because you want good corn. Absolutely. How to remove silk. Ooh. Anybody, what's anybody's trip on, tip on removing silk if you don't have kids, Maddie? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Little laborers, you mean? <laughs> yes. Oh, when I was a kid, I swore my parents had children, so they had helpers around the house. Oh, yeah. And peeling potatoes is another favorite hobby of theirs, I'll say. Mm. Well, that's sweet. That's good. <laughs> I know we've shown the uh, rubber band trick. Using that to kind of yep. pull down the, run down it. Yep. Um, I mean, I, really, I mean, even the baking the corn whole in yeah. the husk and everything, that baby peels off like a breeze. Because it just, it just right. steams. And you wrap yes. those? Exactly. Did you say you wrap those? Or you nope, just, just no. put them no. right on the rack. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. And, how, and oh. you don't remember how long or at what temp, right? Gosh, I'm terrible on that. I always Google it or ask my Uncle okay. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so well, if you want to know we'll read. just ask uncle dave <laughs> exactly we all need an uncle dave a farmer in the family yeah i've done that one where you uh you cook it in the husk on the grill i guess you could bake it easily as well but the you cut the end of it off and you hold you leave the stem on it and you can virtually just break the stem when it's cooked and then just shake the corn right out of it. And it takes the shucking all together out of the, the equation as well as the, the tassels are already off. So that was a TikTok tip well, probably about four or five years ago. Okay, can you, can you run through that again, just a little slower, just so I get it? I'm, I'm... If I'm remembering it correctly, you, you tip of the corn off, the tassel end. The top, end. the tassel end, okay. Right, and then leave, you know, you, you kind of look for uh, cobs that have the handle on them still. Okay, and so then, the root um, end or whatever. Yeah, the stem, and then... The stock? Stocks. <laughs> all, all <laughs> <those> <laughs> Get the whole stock on that grill. <laughs> <laughs> That hangy dealy thing you offer. Um, and um, anyhow, you, you grill it and, you know, turn it and let it steam all the way through from the corn husk. And then when you pull it off, 
screaming hot because it's been on the grill, but it can just snap that stem off and then hold on to it, but just give the corn a shake, a, a good, like you're whipping it out, and it, the corn itself drops out. So, and it's okay. very, very clean and well steamed. Okay. You don't get the caramely grilled bits, but you right. certainly have a nicely um, cooked piece of corn. It's, it's pretty nice. Yeah, it comes down to whether you want the caramely bits or not, or whether you want to deal with um, taking the silks off or not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, well, I hope wherever you live that you have some um, fresh sweet corn um, that's available to you. I grew up in New Jersey where there were there were certain little farm stands that you would go to. My father-in-law is actually helping at one of the local. Um, is he? Stands in Adele. Yes. Oh, he's retired. Oh, cool. So he says, I'll just pick up a little job. You know, so he works about two days a week selling corn. Nice. <laughs> Fun. Well, I've been curious. It's different, different um, uh, ingredient altogether. But over here on the corner by me, I've noticed that there are a couple guys that um, have a like a rotisserie chicken business going and you come <laughs> On the weekends, you come around and there's a massive, like, you know, smoke and they're cooking and there are people there who are buying this. I, I think they called it Hawaiian chicken. So I'm very curious about it. I was going to ask my neighbor if she's tried it, MJ, um, to see if she's is tried it. Is it uh, the same spot where they sell the seafood? It is. Okay. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Yeah. I know. I'm like, oh, I could have dinner made for me right here. <laughs> right? grilled cooked outside <laughs> um but yeah so i hope wherever you are that you you're able to find some fresh sweet corn and if not believe me whatever you get in the grocery store i'm sure just you know try to find the freshest corn that you can find whether you throw it on the grill you throw it in the oven or you boil it or steam it get some corn in your life there's a lot of uh, as i said tips on our website and then there's a ton of recipes on our website uh corn-centric, both sweet and savory. And um, and then in our summer issue, we've got that Fast With Fewer spread that Robin um, developed all those recipes. And yeah, get some corn in your life and enjoy summer. I, I To me, corn is, is just quintessential. It, it screams summer. Okay, well, thanks everybody for listening and thanks you all here for joining me today. And um, please come back next time when there will be more must-love food. Until then, check out our website, cuisineathome.com, and we will uh, see you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Visit our site to learn about special offers, new products, and more for purchase. We offer live cooking seminars from pasta making and cast iron cooking to pie baking and stir frying techniques. Our special interest publications feature recipes centered around certain topics like feel good food and slow cooker dinners. We also offer custom cuisine at home branded kitchen tools such as aprons, cutting boards and bench knives. Shop all of our offerings at cuisineathome.com.